0: This is the Game Time Guru Podcast, where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies, or simply a casual sports fan, this is the perfect show for you as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru podcast. My name is Shane Larson, host of the show. Six years running now doing the Game Time Guru, and uh, you know what's interesting? We're in 179 countries at the time of this recording, uh, all 50 states in the United States, but a large part of the reason that we've reached so many countries is because of the guests that we've brought on, Um, and today is no different. We're going to be bringing on a guest who is across the pond, and uh, he's gonna be sharing his story with us through the mixed martial arts field. Now, before I formally introduce him, just wanna remind you guys that the episode here, it's being brought to you by ClickFunnels. If you guys are an entrepreneur a business owner, you have a brand, business, whatever you're trying to represent, you're trying to get an online presence, you guys want to use ClickFunnels. It's a great software uh, to help you enhance everything, to get leads, to make sales for your business. It's a it's a sales funnel builder, basically, and it'll replace your website. So with that being said, I've got a great deal going on with ClickFunnels. If you guys go ahead and hit the link that's in the description of this podcast, you guys can get an annual pricing of ClickFunnels, which is going to save you an astronomical amount of money. So uh, check that out. Get the link here. And uh, yeah, check it out. So as I'm introducing my guest, as we get into this... Um, you guys all know the ones who have listened to me or have followed me on social media or those who just know me personally, I love combat sports. I'm a former boxer. I loved it. I mean, I'm 34 years old now, so I kind of got away from that. But back in my high school and my college days, fought for golden gloves here in the in, in the state of Idaho. But I just love combat sports. Um, I, I used to, to train jiu-jitsu when I was younger. Loved that as well. Um, I never put the full package together, though, in mixed martial arts. So that's why I have such a huge respect for those who do uh huge respect for the the sport of mixed martial arts um where it's at now and for the competitors that go in there and and do their thing so today we're talking to a professional mixed martial artist out of the uk he's fighting um at dragon lair dragon's lair mma um in the cage warriors uh promotion over there in the uk his name is jack eglin and uh jack we're stoked to have you on here man thanks for joining the show
1: thank you for having me brother thank you for having me man i'm excited
0: Absolutely, man. We're stoked to have you, brother. I'm I'm so glad for the connection. I got to yeah, shout best. out Sophia for the connection there too, because yeah, it was yeah. just so cool. I was I was excited to just be able to finally bring somebody on and in this space. And I and I think it's gonna be an amazing story. So I want to rewind the clock real quick, Jack. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit about your background and what got you into mixed martial arts. So, you know, everybody has a different story on why they get into mixed martial arts. Sometimes the people that get into MMA are former you know football players or wrestlers or whatever it may be and then after high school or whatever their schooling is done like they don't have a way to compete at that level anymore so they go into mixed martial arts some of them start fighting in mixed martial arts when they're a young kid and so i just kind of want to know your background so let's rewind the clock and get to know when you decided jack that you really wanted to go into the sport of mixed martial arts
1: yeah man so um so like i started kickboxing when i was nine i want to say about nine um i was playing football and i was um obviously i was going to a And and stuff like that. And I was going to school, whatever. Um, And then, obviously, I moved up to secondary school. um, And I kind of realised school wasn't for me when I was about 13. Like, I hated school from, like, young. It was never for me. Like, I didn't get on well in school. Like, it just, yeah. Me and school did not click. So, like, I was kind of, like, early on, I was kind of aware of, like, right, what do I want to do? Because school is not it. I knew that. So... Like, I was training and um, I knew, like, at this point, by the time I was, like, 12, I, I knew football, I wasn't going to go. I knew where my level was in it. I was never going to go, like, full, full, like, all the way. So, like, and fighting, fighting came so naturally and I loved it. Like, it was just, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I feel like I was born for it. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. But, like, I've always had something that has just drawn me to it. So being from, like, 13 years old, I just knew this was the sport and this is what I was going to dedicate myself to and do whatever it sort of took to chase it from from young. So, yeah, from, like, 13 was when I got into it.
0: Wow. Okay. So you were at a relatively young age getting into to yeah, MMA. Yeah. The, talk to us about this. I mean, you had a little bit of kickboxing experience. Um, the kickboxing in mixed martial arts is a tad different than it is in just normal kickboxing, and it's the yeah. same thing with me. Like, I always told people, like, when I'm like messing around with people and I'm trying to box, it's a little different when I'm boxing a boxer or doing a mixed martial arts. You got to keep your hands yeah. lower in mixed martial arts because you got to defend the takedown Take and stuff. Takedowns,
1: yeah. But yeah, yeah. I and What well, like it's, it's with MMA? You have to like the best way to like you can never go too much into one. Like if you like, I'm a I like boxing. I I, I feel like I'm a, a good boxer. Like I feel like I'm even now I'm I'm up there with some of the best boxes in. I would say the in in box in MMA boxing wise, I feel like I'm up there. Anyway, like I feel like I can hang decently. Like I've sparred with some good guys and like you can just never like I've sparred boxers and it's completely different. Like you can feel like you're a good boxer when you're like in MMA against an MMA guy. Then when you go against a, just a boxer like you realize quickly like it's a whole other ball game because the stance is different you can't stand the same in MMA because of kicks because of like if you sit too low you're going to get kneed. you can't move the head your head the same you can't the it's smaller gloves so you can't just rely on like sitting and, and relying on your hands and like sitting in the pocket and I'm, and I'm the same thing is is like you can't sit in the pocket because you just get clinched no one's going to sit in the pocket with you and trade because they'll just clinch you why would they get hit when they can just grab hold of you do you know what I mean? So, it's like, it's a completely different ball game. And then same with kickboxing. Like, it's not a kickboxing fight. If you start thinking it's a kickboxing fight, next thing you know, the ge- geezer can start faking takedowns or start level changing in certain ways and fainting in certain ways, where it's like, it changes the fight completely. Do you know what I mean? So, yes. yeah, it's, it's, it's mad. I, I don't know how to fight. Like, the best way to explain it is you have to find the middle of each one that is the best for you and suited to your style and how you fight and sort of, like... Find that, like, perfect balance of each. Like, you can't go two boxer, not too much kickboxer, but find the balance of them. Or... I don't know how to explain it. Same with, like, it's even in grappling, though. You can never just go full wrestling because you can get a really good jiu-jitsu guy who will catch you. So you have uh-huh. to be able to do both. So it's, it's like, the balance for sure.
0: Totally, and I think the casual fan doesn't realize that. I don't think they nah. they understand that because they might see old videos of the UFC in the early '90s where like you had Hoist Gracie who could just go in there with a gi and just submit everybody without any kind of yeah, strike. Well, that yeah, doesn't yeah. work anymore. Nah, all the, the all the athletes is, you have are to good. Be
1: good. Everywhere now, like the at, at the top now, like if you're not well rounded, you don't last. Like it's just not. It's the sports evolved. Like you have to be good everywhere. You can't just be a striker now, or you can't just be a wrestler. Like, even Habib, he could, like, somewhat compared to most people, he's got hands, do you know what I mean? He's got some, he's not that, like, don't be wrong, like, he doesn't hide the fact that he's going to come in and try to take down, but he can throw hands, he knows how to hold his hands up, he knows how to throw a jab, he knows how to throw, a, like, a one-two, do you know what I mean? He's got his fundamentals, at least. Like, that every everyone is somewhat good everywhere. They might be a bit better in a certain thing, but they can do everything at the top level. Like, you can't just be a
0: one-trick pony in this game no more. That's such an interesting point, especially about uh, Habib, because I remember—I mean, against Connor, he he hit him with an overhand right and, and and clipped Connor there. Against Gaethje, if anybody goes back and watches the Gaethje Habib fight, he was actually standing with Gaethje for the first whole round. He wasn't yeah, even yeah, clinching yeah. him at all; like he was going with him, you know, trying to throw hands. He, he took a couple kicks too with that. He, he, he it's got the same even ones. when he fought
1: Barbosa; like he just walked ah. him down, like he was nothing. And Barbosa is not just someone you can walk down. Like, that takes skill. It's not, like, I know it looks like, to casual people, it just looks like he's walking forward. But in reality, he's not just walking forward. It's not that fucking, it's not, can I swear, sorry? Yeah, you're fine, man. Yeah, like, it's not that fucking simple, do you know what I mean? Do you know when people are like, oh, you should have punched him more? And I just think, huh, yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe, do you know what I mean? (laughs) I could have done that, but it's not that fucking simple, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to, it is, though, do you know what I'm saying? Like, to casuals. They're like sometimes you think like I just like I I I'm always polite, but sometimes I just think like you can tell if someone knows what they're on about and if they're not. Like it's it's a sport at the end of the day. Where if you don't know what you're watching, it's the same with football. If I was got to go and watch American football, I don't know enough. I don't know what's like. Do you know what I mean, I don't know the maddest plays. It could be a a sick player. I don't know because <laughs> I don't know the sport. Like I I, do you know what I mean, so totally. it's like it is is it all depends on how you look at it. Like some people can look at. But people think he's boring, and some people look at him and think he's amazing. Same with Mayweather. Like he's just one of them things. It's one of them sports. You know what I mean?
0: Totally, totally. Now, Jack, this is this is a fun conversation, man, because you understand the sport, and I love chatting with guys who actually know what they're talking about because you're in it. You know, um talk to us about. So you started when you were 13, but how long did you fight as an amateur? I guess uh, as a competitor. How how long did you compete as an amateur prior to going pro? And to second the se- like the second follow up question to that. Yeah. Is can you explain some of the differences between amateur mixed martial arts and professional mixed martial arts? Because I don't know if there's differences in the UK than compared over to here to the US, but I think yeah. it's pretty similar. Yeah,
1: it's similar in ways, but very different at the same time. So, in the um, so in, in the states, you some states you can fight with four ounce gloves on as an amateur, like Arizona, you fight with four ounce gloves on as an amateur. It's still the same rules. You can't knee to the head, and you can't elbow. Them. But like you fight with four ounce gloves on, whereas in the UK it's seven ounce gloves, so it's a little bit bigger.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Um and uh then it's three minute rounds as an amateur, and then as a pro it's five minute rounds. Um, that's a big difference. That's the big one. Uh, that I will add oh, there. Yeah. that two minutes, pff, game changer. <laughs> game changer for sure. Um and then to answer your first question, so as an amateur, um just MMA wise. So I made my MMA debut, I was sixteen. Going on seventeen, I think I was sixteen. Um and then I turned pro when I was twenty. Um and so I, I thought, yeah, my I would roughly say if I count like when I had a first fight in a cage, I was fourteen, which was K one. I fought K okay. one in a cage when I was fourteen. So like my first fight in a cage, I was fourteen. But like as an amateur MMA it was yeah sixteen going on seventeen. So I fought like four years. I'd fight I had like 15, 15 amateurs. Um it's a bit different to boxing. You know I mean in boxing you fight every weekend. Like in MMA oh, it's, yeah. it's a bit different. It's like you don't fight as much even as an amateur. It's not like an every weekend thing unless you go to the IMAFs. IMAFs have IMAFs as an amateur is very different. So you have shin guards, you have to wear a rash guard. Uh so you can't you're not topless you have to wear a rash guard um and the gloves are bigger, too. So, yeah. And you fight... And, and you make weight on the day. So, like, my amateur show, I made weight day before. Like, I had day before weigh-ins, even as an amateur. And then some amateur shows do same-day weigh-in. Like, IMAF, they do same-day weigh-in. And you weigh in every day, five days in a row. And fight every fight, like, every day for five days. So, it's all, it all depends. And then, obviously, as, as you turn pro, like I said, the difference is you get knees to the head, elbows to the head, um four ounce gloves you get paid which is nice yeah you know i mean but then you get the five minutes too so
0: yeah so i'm glad you i'm, I'm glad you expanded upon that because <clears throat> a lot of people don't even realize the, feel, the gloves i feel like
1: i went off track a little bit then too sorry that was my no dude no this
0: is great I'm, I'm glad you expanded on that that's exactly what the point of the show is, is to hear the story and, and get the insight from the people who are there so you know from from a a glove standpoint, what what some people may not understand is like the difference between a four ounce glove and a seven ounce glove. Like, I mean, some might say well, that's not much at all. Well, you know, it is. <laughs> it can be. <laughs> it can be, and it's the same thing as like when I remember. I'll I'll liken this to my experience, and I'm sure you you can you can you know relate to this is. I used to spar in boxing. This is a different sport. But in boxing, we'd spar with, you know, 14s or 16s. Yeah. Usually it was 16s. And sometimes we had guys who had 20 ounces, like the big yeah. heavyweights that would be yeah, fighting with me. Say, just to get their arms beat. They're
1: always me. like 18 to 20-ounce at least. <laughs> dude,
0: they're, they're, they're monsters. And I actually, I, I have and an opinion of...
1: And, and boxers, boxers, uh, you don't spar. You fuckers fight. That's <laughs> dude, in, yeah, in, that's in, true. Box, in gyms that I've been to anyway. Not all of the gyms. I definitely won't say all the gyms, but like... It's a lot more so in the boxing gyms that I've been to. Like, geezers try to fuck you up way more than they do in MMA. <laughs> People in MMA gyms are so much nicer. Like, you go in a pro boxing gym, especially if you go to someone's gym, they try and fuck you up. It's like you're trying to rob something from the house. No, like, <laughs> That's so true. Or you <laughs> owe money. I swear I don't.
0: Uh... <laughs> Yeah, dude, we were throwing hands, man. Boy, like it was crazy. Like, yeah, that's it was wild. But here's the here's the thing, though, is like we would be fighting with those. And I remember my very first actual fight, my, my first bout was with 12 ounces because I fought 12. at 185. And so I was fighting at one, I was 185 pounds at the time. Um, I wish I was that little still. Like I'm definitely not that small <laughs> anymore. But dude, one, and we fought with 12 ounces, and the difference between that compared to what i was used to i mean they felt like they were harder for one and two i just felt so much faster and so like yeah especially when he connected with me and i connected with him like you could feel the impact so yeah and four ounce gloves are you kidding me like there's a big difference there man there's so
1: when i I remember when i first started so when i was like 14 and i first started sparring in mma gloves so i went i had all kickboxing fights it's all like I was a kid, so it wasn't like massive gloves, but it was still a boxing glove. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I had fought boxing and I had fought K1, which is still the boxing glove. So I remember going from sparring in boxing gloves to then sparring in a seven ounce glove. This is, and this is, an, this is my like, this is why I think in MMA gyms, it, people spar no nice out. It's because you're sparring in seven ounce gloves. Mate, you, when you're sparring in a pair of seven ounce gloves, you don't have to hit someone hard to like, to drop them. Right, you really don't like. You can barely turn a shot over sometimes if you if you land it right and time it right. Like you, it's it's a seven ounce glove. Like it's fuck all. Do you <laughs> know what I mean it's fuck all, mate? I swear down, it's horrible. So like, it just makes that like you have to be a bit more controlled. You can't go like boxing like they rip like a hundred percent of the body sometimes. You can't do that in a pair of seven ounce gloves. Like you'll break ribs and shit. Like if people just fold. You can't, especially if you hit hard. Like generally, you can't. He's always fucking his shit.
0: Dude, I'm so glad I'm talking to you because I, I need the listeners of this show who have been with me for six years to understand these simple concepts that, like, I don't think anybody understands the intricacies of the sport like you're sharing. So this is why I love these conversations, man. It's like the gloves. That's such a good conversation because people don't realize what's going on behind the scenes. Massive difference. <laughs> Big difference, man. There, so, and there's,
1: like, little tricks. Like, like, I know, like, there's some slimy little tricks you can, like, Think if I've got you against the fence, I can hit you with these knuckles, like these ones. Oh, They're yeah, They're not covered. I can just aim for your eye socket and just like it, like smacking you with them. It's allowed. Do you know what I mean? Do you know how much that sucks? And you don't. People don't realize like little things like that, mate. Do you know how much that hurts? There's so many ways you can just be a horrible, nasty. See you next Tuesday, mate. I swear I don't. Oh, I love oh. it.
0: So, Jack, here's the – here's the okay, so this is great because I'm getting to know more about you. Now we're going to get into your your career a little bit more too because um, some might hear what you just said right there, like hitting with those knuckles across the eye. And, like, they'd say, why, why do you want to do this sport? So I want to know, like, you know, you said you, you didn't like fighting. school. Yeah, that's okay. So you love fighting. Okay. You just love it. So tell me this. Growing up, and then when you started getting into the combat sports world, did you have somebody that you looked up to in the sport or in the combat sports world? Was there anybody that you looked up um, to?
1: Like, I wouldn't say I looked up to, but like I wanted to kind of like, follow what they were doing in, in the sense of like where they were. Um, my coach fought in the UFC, uh, he's he's retired now, but one of my coaches, anyway, Bradley Scott, his name was, he was a 185 in the UFC for um. And at one, and he fought on 172, fought on the with Fighter, fought Rob Whitaker in the finale and stuff like that. Like he he was he was really good. Like he he could have done like some big things in the sport, just his career didn't go that way. But um like through through him I like kind of like could see it was reachable if that makes sense. Like uh-huh. he's the only person from where I'm from that's done done anything like that. Like no one else has done it. It's not like I don't know anyone else other than him. So it's like I, I had him to follow suit, but like I've kind of just taken his blueprint. Like I'm then now the next one, if that makes sense. Like obviously, there's been fighters from where I'm from, but not like at a high, high level. Like we've had Cage Royce, but he's the only one that's got to the UFC. We've had Cage Royce, we've had Bellator and stuff, but like he's the highest of that. Like he was the one that got to the UFC. So now I'm trying to take his blueprint,
0: if that makes sense. Totally, man. Totally. So, Jack, for you as a professional, what does a day look like for you? Because um, a lot of fighters, you know, there's a discussion about fighter pay. Like, yes, at the professional level, you do get paid. But, yeah. you know, in the UFC even, which is a multi-billion dollar industry right yeah. now. Well, <laughs>
1: so I would say, I will, I'll say that. So right now, like, I have work tomorrow. I have to get up at 6.30 tomorrow to go to work. Like, I, I like, at the minute I'm working. When I'm in America, like, I don't work. I'm tr- I train full-time. Like, I'm there for camp. So, like where so for my last camp like a day a day would be uh get up in the morning and i'd not say if it was a let's say just take a tuesday i'd get up i'd have pads and i'd probably do some pads in the morning um and then either maybe a a lift or something or like or another session depending on how i feel but normally just pads and then um later on that night i'll have wrestling and wrestling sucks like wrestling's that the, the tuesday wrestling practice at the lab is like the heart one of the hardest days so that's the day you know you're going in for a grind like more so than any other day so like i don't know mainly two sessions a day and then and then you're resting you're trying to make sure like each session like you're getting in between you make make sure you get your rest you're fueling yourself properly and that and uh like the thing is when you're a professional athlete, like. You're, like, you don't train the same as what a normal, like, a normal person can't fathom the difference of how hard a professional athlete has to push themselves. if that makes sense. Like, I go and work tomorrow and I can't train like I do when I train in camp because I've been at work all day. Like, I couldn't push myself the way I do in a camp because I'm at work all day, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, when you're in a training camp and you're training, like, the way you push yourself as a professional is different to what a normal person is because you you like you're driving towards something i'm striving towards something like like don't be wrong i make sure i give 100 percent effort every day in the gym but if i worked all day i can there's no way i'm going to perform as well as i would if i had rested and like got a good night's sleep and not have to get up early and go to work and shit you know what i mean like yeah but like i know when i do get to the certain point where i want to be then i would i know i'm not gonna have to work but at this moment in time i do work and stuff yeah
0: yeah, so the sacrifice is there—that's what I—I I like to hear the behind-the-scenes stuff because, yeah, for somebody who's aspiring to get to that highest level, you know, yeah. sometimes you got to sacrifice a little bit to, to make school, to eat, make school. ends meet for now, and then you 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 yeah, eventually get just to don't want point. to get
1: myself in no debts or nothing like that. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just trying to take over. I work as much as like I have to, just to make sure I can like run my car and don't I have to pay like my insurance and all this and all that. But like, I just work just enough, if that makes sense, just to tide me yeah. over. I don't. Like I know the long run is just training, but for right now I have to work, if that makes sense. It's just totally. Part and parcel. Like, is what it is.
0: Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. So so Jack, tell us about this. Um <clears throat> what is your pre fight ritual? Like, do you listen to a certain type of music? Uh whether it's one. fight night. Well so so what what's a fight night look like to you when it's time to actually go? Um,
1: um like fight day as a whole, I try to just be as most relaxed as possible, just like you don't want to be amped up the whole day, like, cause come fight night you'll be fucking shattered. You'll be so tired. Your adrenaline would just gone. So you just treat it as another day, like just chill out. Um, fight morning I'll do a little shake out. Cause of the weight cut, I kind of like to just like wake my body a little little bit on fight like fight morning before I go for breakfast and stuff. Like I like to little bit of pads, a little run or something like just to shake shake off nothing crazy, but just to break a sweat and like loosen my like loosen up and stuff. Um, chill out. Try and get a nap for like an hour or so, two hours before I go to the venue. Um, when I was at the venue last, time I kind of just laid down, put some headphones in, chilled out for like an hour, like just shut my eyes, laid down, and then started warming up. Like it's, it's, mate, it's another day. If to me, if I'm honest, like it's like don't be wrong. I get nervous. Like I do get nervous for sure. Like super nervous. If you don't get nervous, like you don't care to me. That's the way I feel like if you don't get nervous, like you're either nuts, like you just have no fear or like you don't care. Yeah. Like if you care about something and you don't want to lose, there's going to be nerves there. It's not that I'm scared of the person. If I was scared of the person, I wouldn't sign the contract. I'm not scared to fight anyone. Like I've been knocked out. I've been choked out. Shit doesn't scare me. I'm not scared. Like I'm not scared of another man my size. No way. The fight. If you're the better man, you're the better man. But you'll know you've been in a fight. Do you know what I mean? But like, if you're, I get nervous and and all that. But like, I don't know. Fight day, is just fight day, man. Like it's another day to me. Like I love, I live to fight. Like I love it. I enjoy it. Like, but at the same time, you get the nerves. You get, it's, you feel alive. I don't know how else to explain it.
0: So, so as you, uh. As you mentioned, you you cut weight. So what can you tell the listeners what what weight you're fighting at, and then like talk to us about the weight cut. Like how how much are you actually cutting before fight night? Because that's a big topic in all combat yeah. sports is weight cutting.
1: Yeah. Um So I fight at one thirty five. So sixty one point. So if it's a non-title fight and you get the pound allowance, which is like amazing, that pound is. Fucking out like mate. That pound is a massive difference. Just to anyone that doesn't know that, like that is that pound is amazing. So if you're not fighting for a title, you get 136 to 135. Um and then if it's a title, you have to be 135 or like below, but you just you're gonna be 135. But I walk round at so kilos wise, because I do kilos, um, I walk round probably 74 kilos and I fight at 61. So I God. cut like it, and figures two point two pounds per kilo. So I cut like fourteen kilos, so it's like twenty eight pounds I lose.
0: And when do you start your weight cut typically before your fights? Like when six is it two out. weeks out? Six. Nah, you're doing it six, six weeks. weeks. Six so you're doing it healthy way. Like it's not like yeah, one it's not like, drop. It,
1: like I dropped four kilos the night. So I do like four kilos to three and a half kilos in water.
0: Oh wow! So like. Okay
1: eight pounds yeah i think i did seven or eight pounds the night before i went in water
0: man so what what's like Maybe your best easy. trick for it though like that's what i was mate, gonna say like what's your trick
1: the, i don't know mate there's no trick to it like i think as long as you're prepared like if, if you make sure that like you've dieted properly you make sure you haven't cut no corners in your training yeah you've water loaded properly you're making sure you cut your carbs at the right time and you're like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, if you just prep, if your preparation all around the board, like, you don't, you take it serious and you do it professionally, the weight cut, everything follows suit, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and then it's just down to you on the fight night then, really. Like, as long as you prepare, right, everything else should follow suit and then fight night is fight night. Like, what, what will be, be, you just got to go in and give 100% at the end of the day. Like, that's all you can do.
0: Totally. No, it's cool to hear you're doing it the right way though, because there's so many fighters yeah, out there Jack, mate, and, like
1: I'm trying kind of, longevity in your career. I'm I'm young, like people people who are doing all these crazy weight cuts and that, like they're not looking at the bigger picture. Their career will be shortened by doing that. They've like you'll never stop weight cutting, but like if you're gonna cut a lot of weight, do it properly. Don't don't try and leave it until like four weeks out and you've got like thirty pounds and then you're like, Fuck, you're cutting it. Do you know what I mean? You know you're cutting it close. It's pretty professional. Like, it's obviously different if you take a fight on short notice. But if you know you're not gonna make the weight, ask for a catch weight. Don't tell someone you're gonna make the weight and then kill yourself trying to do it. But like if you've got eight weeks to prepare, there's no reason you shouldn't make weight, you're a professional. So you're not oh, an amateur. Do you know what I mean, like you sign on the dotted line, it's your job at the end of the day. Like that's another difference. Like you were asking earlier about the difference in amateur and professional. When you're a pro, you shouldn't miss weight, it's your job like shit like that annoys me
0: yeah as it should I, I i respect that about you because i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of debate on the, the weight cutting and so forth and some people just don't take it seriously and it's a disrespect i, I, I feel that, to the sport
1: i feel like i feel like if you try like all you can do is try like some people like try to do too much and they fail like but if they have tried and sometimes you can clearly see if someone's really tried to make weight like you can see they're fucked on the scale like and they can't do no more. Like, I've heard of people try that hard. They stop sweating. They can't physically sweat anymore, mate. Like, I've seen it happen. Like, there is no longer sweat coming out of them. They could sit in the sauna and they will not sweat anymore because their body won't won't release anymore. Like, if you get, like, if, you, if you're tried that much, like, it's like, I get if, if you stop cutting weight. Like, I understand at that point because your health comes first. But, like, mate, some people, like, don't even try. And they just miss weight by, like, five pounds or, like, three pounds or... And then that that's that annoys me. That shit oh, pisses yeah. me off. Like you can see the difference of someone has tried and not tried. Do you know what I mean? It's just like that's when I think like that's when fights should just the whole part should be taken. In that totally. Because you know I mean? then people won't miss.
0: Yeah, they wouldn't miss. I mean, I remember Israel Adesanya mentioning that like take ninety percent and not thirty percent. People, people, yeah, they, people, <laughs> people would not miss it. Yeah, they they'll figure out a way to make weight. not miss weight.
1: They would just they would go up a weight class if they knew they would struggle that
0: much. Do you know what I mean? Hundred
1: percent. Like, Fuck, I I losing my purse. You
0: know I mean? Exactly. I'm not putting all they the time in. They for that. They probably
1: couldn't even pay that manager if they had to give ninety percent. That's that's exactly what it is. Twenty. You know what I mean, they'd be in 10 percent of debt, mate. Fuck. That. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Forget that crap, dude. That sucks, man. Fuck so that. so so here's this. Um, I want to ask you about like the fights. So a lot of fighters, I want to talk to you about your favorite wins, and then how you deal with losses. Because a lot of athletes that listen to my show. Oh. i I mean i I tell them yeah there's like a lot of ups and downs in any sport that's just like life life is like a heartbeat it goes up up and down but it's good because you don't want a flat line that's a flat line means death right you want it to be like this but you have to be able to get yourself back up when you lose so talk to us about like jack if you don't mind sharing an experience that was like your favorite win and then talk to us about a loss that you've taken and how you are going to respond to that
1: yeah yeah um my favorite win It's a hard one. Um, probably like the highest of like high I had from a fight like after like my adrenaline was like that high. Um and it was like was my pro debut win. Like that was that was crazy. Like I didn't sleep. I did not sleep after that fight off adrenaline. Like I was like till like 7, 8 a.m. the next morning, I was just like just wired awake. Like I could not sleep. Like it was crazy. But like Probably the one that like f- felt like the most to me, like, and I really f- was. Uh, I won an eight man tournament when I was an amateur, and yeah. going into the tournament, so it was three fights in one night. So I fought three times. I won three fights in one night, um, and that was again. And I beat like three geezers who were like top fifteen in the country at the time too, as an amateur, as amateurs, like, um, and I was on a free fight losing streak going into the tournament. I'd lost three fights on the bounce as an amateur which, like, some people would probably look at it and think maybe the sport's not for me, do you know what I mean? But i never, like... I had, like, full confidence in myself, and, like, I knew I could do it. Like, I just needed to put the performances in. Like, it wasn't that I was losing because I was shit, and I, I couldn't fight. I was right. just making mistakes, like, errors. Like, it happens. I was just making errors. And, um, like, so going into it, like, I just had, like, almost, like, a fuck-you mentality. Like, and I really wanted to prove to people I was, like... Like, I just had... I went in, and, and we didn't know who we were fighting until we... The weigh-ins, so it was like a draw the hat at the weigh-ins. How? Like in names, we all stood in line and they just drawed our names out, and then we had to go and face off like straight away. Like it was a mad, like it was a mad experience. I mean, so that was sick, and like that probably meant the most as a the win, like because it was like against good guys. Like I've beat three good guys, like none of them were shit, like, and it was like because I was on a free fight losing streak. I just like it meant so much, if that makes sense. And then um. The lowest of lows, I would say, is my last two fights, man. Like, I've lost my last two fights in a, in a row. Do you know what I mean? So I'm on the, I've got, like, that same mentality now. Like, I've got a lot of people who are doubting me now. Right me, so I've lost two fights. So people are going to look at it and think that. But anyone who knows fighting and watches me fight, watch my two last fights and then talk to me. And then I can guarantee they say, yeah, this kid can fight. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I've been making mistakes. Like, it's not that I'm shit. And I know I can compete at the highest level. I know I can. I've sparred with some of the best geezers in the world. Like I know I can compete at the levels. It's just like I need to start putting them performances in, if that makes sense. And like, uh-huh. so that's like the low. And the, like, if I'm honest, the lowest point I've been at was after my last fight. Like, that, like, for real. Straight so, up. so
0: when you say you were low though, like, was it? So was it by submission that you lost that last one?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So when you make a tap out or however it goes, what did you go out? Yeah. 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 So as you go out and you come to and you realize that you've lost, talk to us about the emotions that you feel as a fighter because it's there's a lot I'm sure you're probably like trying to think about like, gosh. Oh, uh,
1: no other word than devastated. Mate, that's, that's the only word, devastated, mate. Like, generally devastated. It's my life. No other word for it. Like, it feels like it's not as like... Like there's heart, like I don't know how to explain it. Like it hurts a lot. Like I can't describe it. It fuck like hurts. So if you put like any anyone who knows that like anyone who's put a hundred percent, like nothing more, like their whole life into something and then they fail, they'll know the pain. Like you can't describe it. It's a horrible fucking feeling. Like just devastated. Like that's how I felt. Like there's that that only word. Like after my last two fights, just devastated. Because it's, it's it's my life, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying, and I'm trying. It's not like, if if I was, like, half-assing it, it probably would have bother me, do you know what I mean? But, like, I spent five, almost five months, do you know what I mean, preparing for, for the for the fight. I was away for four months away from my family, like, training my ass off, giving everything. I had dieted, I didn't cut no corners, like, everything was perfect. Do you know what I mean? And then you lose, and it's just like,
0: fuck yeah like and can... the
1: worst bit was i woke up so like for you to like obviously you asked what it was like so i got submit like i I got choked out so when i came to after getting choked out i didn't even know i thought i just woke oh, wow. up with an oxygen mask on and doctors and the ref over my head so i woke up and i looked and i was like what the fuck happened do you know what i mean that's literally what i said i went what the fuck happened and then they went you got you got choked out and i just and then it then it sinks in it's just like Fuck! That's all I said. Fuck,
0: dude. See, I can actually feel it. Like as you're talking,
1: and I don't know how to explain it. Like I can't blame it on no one. I'm man enough to admit that it was me that lost. I can't say it was my coach. Can't say it was the ref. I lost. Like I'm man enough to admit it. So like, I don't have no one to blame. I shake man's hand. He was a right man on the night. But like, all I can say is I learn from my losses like I learn cuz they hurt so much like I don't know how else to explain it it hurts that much to what I it I will make sure the shit don't happen again
0: so that's that right there jack is what I wanted to ask you is like what are the next steps because there's a lot of kids who are going to lose in in sports whatever it may be whether it's mixed martial arts or any other sport now, how do you rebound? So what have you done well, since then uh, uh, to you rebound? Have
1: to yourself, you have to ask yourself the question of, like, one, is this really what you want? Do you know what I mean? Because it's a hard sport. Like, it's not a sport, like, you have to be all in. You, If you're, if you're already, like, debating it, it's not a sport for you. Like, you're play, playing with your health every time you get in there. So you have to ask yourself that. And you have to, like, look at it. And this is when you see what sort of man you are. Like your character, like you—you you don't judge a man off when he's winning. You judge a man on when everything's against him, and how do they react? How do you react now? Do you know what I mean? Do you oh. let it break you, or do you? Right, shit. This is this is my cards I've been dealt. Just tie your shoelaces up, pack a fucking lunch, pick yourself up, and get going. Do you know what I mean you got like? Just the that's all I can do. I, mate, like I said to you, school. None of this. Like I have no plan B. I don't have a choice. I have to make this work. Generally, I pop my eggs in my basket from 13 years old. All eggs, all chips. I've been. I'm a. I'm the sort of person that's all in on something, or I'm not in at all. Like you can ask anyone that knows me. If I'm not all in, I just don't bother. I don't show. No, that's just life. It's how I am in life generally. So like with this, I ha- like I don't have anything other than this. This is, I have to make it work. Like generally. So like, I have a different hunger to someone who might have gone to university and has a backup plan. I generally have no choice but to make this work. Like I have to figure it out. Like, I have to dust myself off. I have to pick myself up. Like, I have no other choice but to make this work, regardless. Like Generally, I don't have nothing else. This is me. Like, I know I can make this work and I just got to do it. I just got to start performing the way I know I can. And I'll do it. Trust me. What we have, an, we'll do an interview in five years' time, and watch where I am in five years.
0: No, I can't wait. That's what I'm. I, I already know that. I can already tell it. So this is awesome. So, so Jack, what what is next for you currently? Like, what are we working towards? Do you have a fight on on deck um, right now? Or are we so, are we just training and waiting?
1: Uh, I'm ticking over at the minute. Um, just over like Christmas period and that. Uh-huh. Um, and then I'm going back into camp January. Um, and then I'll be ready for March, and I'm fighting. I'll be fighting in March.
0: And where's your fine
1: located? Uh I'm hoping London. Um, that's where it's that's where it's probably gonna be is in London. Um, nothing's like signed, so I won't like say it's exact, but March. For sure March. So I'm going in camp, January. I'm ticking over at the minute, just working, like trying to get better everywhere. Um trying to keep my weight as low as I can before Christmas.
0: <laughs> and no promises
1: on that one, you know what I mean? But yeah, just ticking over and then Come come January, just be back in the camp, fully focused, ready to go, come March.
0: So if all the stars aligned in 2023, how many times would you fight in 2023? If you had a choice and said, hey, Minimum I want free
1: Minimum, Minimum three. Minimum three. I'm, I'm going to fight three times next year.
0: Minimum. I love it, man. So talk to me about Cage Warriors and like... You know, a lot of people have heard about it here in the states. It's not so popular, but we do hear yeah. about some of the guys coming over. Obviously, the Conor McGregor's yeah. and some other guys that Paddy, have been in Cage Warriors. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's a it's so, like I want people to understand yeah, that just it's because a, they, um, you...
1: the best way to the best way to explain it is like so. Like you got the UFC. Say, how can I put it into perspective for So you got the NBA. Is the UFC right? That's the highest of the high. Like right. whatever is one down from the NBA, that is Cage Warriors. You know what Would I mean? You, if you're playing, if you're playing at one down from the NBA, like, and you know you're like on the verge of getting like that next step, like whether it's college ball, it's kind of like yeah, the say college. Yeah, like you're playing in like a D1 college that's like fighting in, in in like, in the in cage Royals, Like that's your, that's what builds you to get to the highest le- level. Like that's the biggest show in Europe for sure. That's how,
0: how do you compare it to Bellator? Because some people want to know um, that.
1: So Bellator's like up there too. Like Bellator and UFC are like pretty like similar in the sense of like they're fighting for that top spot. Like UFC is more renowned. So it like if you want to be known as the best, like UFC is 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 the aim, do you know what I mean for everyone? But Bellator, like if you fight in Bellator, you're no shitter than anyone in the UFC, really. Like you can hang, if that makes sense. You yeah. just got more. Guys who are a lot higher, like at the highest of levels in the UFC, because that's the aim. Everyone's aim is to get to the UFC. So,
0: so that was my question for you then, too, Jack. Is that what your ultimate goal is? Because you said you want to. You're the future Cage Warriors always, champion.
1: Yeah, Cage Warriors champion and then UFC champ.
0: Yeah, at one thirty five, right? This is you're gonna stick
1: 135, at one thirty five. Yeah, one thirty five. Uh, as long as I, as long as I, depending on how my body grows. Like I'm only twenty three. Like if I fill out more come like 27 and i'm a bit like and it's really hard to make the weight now i might go up to like 45 yeah maybe but like as long as i'm making the weight cool and comfortable like i'll keep i'll keep fighting this way i feel good so
0: dude i want i want people to know like so i was i was joking around because i used to fight at 185 um and i was a small guy in my weight class for boxing because everybody else was at like 200 because in the amateurs you could be within 16 pounds of each other so i was technically a light heavyweight in the amateurs of boxing back in the day but that was 18 years ago that i finished up my career but or 16 years ago but the thing is i remember fighting guys that were like like 45s and 55s and people would be like oh dude you're just gonna roll those guys they can't hit hard no you guys can hit so freaking hard it's unbelievable how hard y'all hit i was like dude no 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 i was like you guys, you see these dudes that are standing about five, eight, five nine. I'm sitting at six two, and I'm like, yeah, they're shorter, but those dudes snap punches, and yeah. they hurt when they hit you. They rock <laughs> your head back, dude. My nose <laughs> still bleeds if it gets hit. It doesn't matter oh, if it's a big dude or a small God, dude. Please. My nose will start gushing blood. So I'm like, yeah, I, I love it when guys always, like, look <laughs> at you guys that are the shorter guys and a little really bit smaller good. and think that, think that you're going to be some punk. And you're well, like, yeah, nah, dude, yeah, you're yeah, out yeah, there yeah. throwing hands, man. They, I love it. The,
1: The thing is, if you know how to throw a punch in it, like, regardless of your size, like, if you know how to throw, throw like, your weight and properly know how to, like, throw a punch, mate, you'll put someone to sleep. I've seen, like, a lot smaller people sleep, big geezers. Just because if you land on that button, mate, it don't take a lot, do you know what I mean? If you you land clean, mate, that's it. Like, it's night-night. Like, there's no, you have no say in the matter, do you know what I mean?
0: Totally understand, man. Totally understand. Hey, Jack, I got I got one question for you. If you could give advice to any of the younger kids that are coming up right now in the sport of mixed martial arts, or any sport for that matter, but you know that's your sport right now is mixed martial arts. What's the biggest life lesson you have taken away from the sport that you could potentially give back to other kids, like saying, "Hey, like this is what you'll learn if you do the process." Um,
1: for me, if I had like one bit of advice for anyone, like a young kid coming up, believe in yourself, be confident in yourself, like back yourself like make sure like regardless you're always like generally that is the one thing because i would just say have that self-belief in yourself to do it and then just go and do whatever it takes that's all you can do like believe in yourself that you can do it and then everything else will fall into place you just have to do whatever is necessary don't be lazy show up every day do you know what i mean and believe in yourself don't like You Make sure you're doing the right sort of work. Don't just think you can just fucking hit the bag three times a week and that's enough. Like, that's not going to be enough if you want to really do it. But, like, believe in yourself and do whatever it takes. Find the best gym. Find the best training partners. Like, make sure you're drilling. Make sure you're sparring, Make sure you're doing everything it takes. Like, everything. And it will fall into place. Just make sure you have that belief in yourself. That's what I would say. Like, starts perfect, with you, man. you know what I mean? It does. It starts with you. Like, generally, it does, not it? Like, if you don't believe in yourself to start with, you're never going to do it in the first place. Because if you don't believe in it, why would you do
0: it? 100%, man. That is perfect. I'm going to remind everybody, take notes of what Jack just said there. If you got to rewind this and replay what he just said, perfect. I hope you do. I hope you guys go take notes. I always encourage people to take their notes on their phone or wherever they're listening to this. Um and take away some of the, the the talking points that you said so jack you got a fan in me brother i'm gonna be no, gonna be man. watching for you in march hopefully we'll see you in a fight in no, march word, and then going on throughout 2023 no, so i'll be will, following you man we'll
1: we definitely see one in march babe, for sure
0: let's get Something. it where can everybody follow you jack so they can you know follow your story is there somewhere to find a website uh, in, instagram insta- anywhere
1: instagram instagram is jack eggman mma um yeah, that's probably about the only social media I'm big. Like, I go on. Like, I'm not too. I'm shit with Twitter, so I don't really go on Twitter. My Facebook, I don't really go on Facebook. So yeah, get, get on my Instagram. I need to be better. But yeah, get on there, man. And I, I post a bit more on there. So
0: let's get it. I'm gonna make sure to link uh, your in- Instagram page here in the description as well. So those who my are man. listening, check out his Instagram, Jack. I just want to say thanks so much for joining the Game Time Guru Podcast. Yeah, thank you for having yeah. me, man. Yeah, I appreciate your stories, brother. We'll talk soon. All right. For sure, brother, my man. Uh-